Hi-de-ho, this is Tony with the Jeep Talk Show, and just like you, I'm listening to the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast with Nikki G. Episode 85. It's not the destination, it's the journey. Singing in the shower is fun, until you get shampoo in your eyes, and then it turns into a real soap opera. Hello and welcome to the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki G. I'm here to inform, entertain, and delight your ear holes <sighs> with all things off-road for the next 10 minutes or so. Someday I'm going to do that all in one breath. Why 10 minutes? Because I hear the ice cream truck coming. I don't even think I have 10 minutes until he gets here. And why do ice cream trucks play Christmas music in the summertime? I'll never, fi- I'll never figure that out. You can listen to the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast on... Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. But not on iHeartRadio or Pandora, because they're dicks. Yep, I just earned my explicit rating guide, dang it. You can contact 10 Minute Off Road Podcast at 10 Minute Off Road at gmail.com. That's 10Minute Off Road at gmail.com. Alright, so uh, last week we talked about. The Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion, or as I like to call it, the letdown in the mountain, or the mistake in the mountains. That, that might even be a better one. And then before that, we talked about the Toledo Jeep Fest. Now I want to talk about how I got there. First off, going up to the uh, Toledo Jeep Fest, somewhere around Beckley, West Virginia, traffic came to a grinding halt. It seemed that there was debris in the road. Debris, I imagine, could be a mudslide or rocks. But more than likely, it's probably somebody's mattress blew off their uh, Impala and was blocking the highway. But anyhow, traffic came to a stop. I decided I'm not waiting in traffic. I'd rather drive for three hours to get around this. And uh, see the countryside than I would be to just sit in traffic all day. So, took a gamble, got off the highway, opened up my Gaia Maps, or Gaia GPS. And that, along with Google Maps, planned out a route around this mountain and up to Toledo Jeep Fest. And I gotta tell you, uh, it was fun and exciting and scary all at the same time. First thing I want to say is... If anybody in West Virginia is listening to this, throw your fucking trash out, man. It does not belong on the side of the road. I left the highway, got on a side street or side road, took another side road, turned onto this road that, according to Gaia, was a maintained road. It was a fire or fire. It was a forest service road. Gaia says it was a maintained road, uh, very poorly maintained. I've been on unmaintained roads in North Carolina that were in better shape than this maintained road. It was gravel, rough gravel, rutted, pitted. It it was hard. And the first hundred yards of this road was nothing but trash. People were using it like their trash dump. It, I, it saddened me. But then once you get past that hundred yard mark, because not only do people want to dump their trash on the side of the road, they're lazy and don't want to drive to a clean spot, I guess. But the trash stopped, and beautiful, beautiful scenery going up this mountain. It was in coal mining territory. I kept passing signs that said, 
ambulance entrance number three, ambulance entrance number 14. The first one or two I seen led me to believe that there was a hospital up this road. And then I come to find out that there were emergency entrances and exits for coal mines. I was running alongside a coal mine, which hence that's why the road was there for, I guess, emergency reasons. Beautiful scenery, beautiful roads. I loved every minute of it. I wish I could remember the way it went. I kept looking on uh, Gaia Maps. Of course, I didn't hit record my track, which I should have. I do know I came out somewhere near the uh, Hatfield-McCoy trailhead. Once I got on the paved road, I just headed north, connected with, the not I-77, but I, I hit Charleston, West Virginia. I take I-77 to Charleston, West Virginia, and I take, I think it's 64 or something, up towards Ohio. Because if you know anything about Toledo, to, I-77 will bring you up on the west side, or the, the east side of Ohio. Toledo's on the west side of Ohio. So I kind of branched off in Charleston, made my way, had a great time. Loved every second of it. Going to the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion, I kind of did the th same thing. Even though it's it was a third of the distance than Toledo Jeep Fest from my house, I decided to do it in two days. So I drove up near past Asheville and stayed on uh, Fire Service Road 288, which is Buzzard Roost. I got off there. I've been to the area with some friends before, but this time I wanted to take it kind of slow and kind of tour around the road. Because there, there was a few roads that veered off on this, on, far, on, on 288, that I wanted to check out. And then uh, with a beautiful campsite on what we call the Go Trail. I don't think it has a number. I don't think it has a name. It's just some path through the woods. But at the bottom of it, there's a water crossing and a beautiful, beautiful place for camping. And that's where, that was my original goal was to camp down there. But since I was by myself and I was up on Buzzard Roost on top of the mountain, I didn't want to go down the goat trail by myself in case I got stuck or something. So I decided to take Fire Service Road 288, Buzzard Roost or whatever you want to call it, down to the main road or main road-ish. It's not really not a road. It's just a less worse gravel road. And then take that to the go trail and then travel the uh, quarter of a mile, half a mile to, to the campsite. Instead of going down the whole trail, it's right at the beginning of the trail. It's at the end of the trail if you're going downhill. It's at the beginning of the trail if you're going uphill. But uh, in my travels on that, I found this beautiful camping spot right off of 288. It was just a little, there was a curve in the road. There was a beautiful creek with a waterfall. It was it was just a perfect spot. Now, it's not too big, so if you have a group of people, you're going to have a hard time finding some level ground. But uh, I fit perfect in it with my hammock. You could probably fit two more tents in there, ground tents. And then uh, if you got a rooftop tent, then you're even golden because... You know, we, we use rocks and stuff to level to level people up in a rooftop tent. So you don't don't really need a level spot when you're when you're driving your Jeep. You can make it level. Had a beautiful night, uh just me by myself listening to the water. Uh did get a little bit bored, so I broke out the tablet and watched some Netflix. Went to bed. We had a 
bad wind and rainstorm. So I left my hammock and took shelter in my Jeep, mainly because I didn't want a branch to come flying through. And speaking of which, one time when I was at Uori camping with a friend, it rained the night before, but we were all pretty dry. And we're sitting there eating breakfast, just looking out in the woods. And about 100 yards from us, no wind, you know, the storm's over. It's a nice calm morning. Boom, a tree fell. And we, we sat there and watched it. Just So sometimes the storm will weaken a tree, and I guess it just fell on its own. But we were both kind of shocked. It was nowhere near us, so we weren't in danger. But that sticks in my mind whenever the wind's blowing. You never know when a tree's going to fall. So I always head for the safety of the Jeep. You know, that little metal roof, it'll get crushed by a tree, but it'll offer me a little bit of protection than the uh, flimsy fabric of the havoc. So back on track, woke up in the morning, had breakfast, good time, packed up, and uh, headed on to the Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion, where I had like the worst time at a Jeep show ever. Won't talk about it. Trip home, perfect. Just driving, just driving straight through to home. Got a little bit. Was I west of Asheville or east of Asheville? I think I was a little bit west of Asheville. Transmission gave out on my Jeep. Pulled over. Let the Jeep cool down. I sat there on the side of the road and had lunch. Another good thing about overlanding. When your Jeep breaks down, you're, you're pretty much set up to camp out there and do whatever. So I just sat on the side of the road, had lunch. Looking on my phone, trying to figure out where the next exit was and what was there. And uh, what the terrain was. So I figured if it was downhill, I could just put my Jeep in neutral and just coast down to the exit on the shoulder. So uh, I started my Jeep up. Boom, it ran fine, ran great. Drove it about another 15 miles. I noticed when I got up to about 65 miles an hour, I can feel the transmission kind of slipping a little bit. Pulled off at a McDonald's, had a nice soda. Let the Jeep cool down a little bit, and then I decided, well, if it starts slipping at 65, why don't I just take the back roads home? So by now, I was a little bit east of Asheville. Uh, about a two-hour drive home if I'm on the highway. Took me about five hours. The, the worst part was the uh, Green River Gorge. Trying to get around that took, took a long time. Long story short, made it home. The best part of both Jeep shows was the, was the adventure getting there. So sometimes it's not just the destination. It, it, it is the journey. Until next time, this is Nikki G saying, wheel what you got and be happy.